0: Lifes with a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two for two You like to sing and dance and this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you Welcome back to another episode of Life's But A Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today are two very special guests. One is a returning guest, and another one was in the movie we're talking about, and they're both hosts of Glee Clap Emoji Aggressive podcast. Yeah. It's Karina Stokes and Ian Brodsky. I hope I didn't fuck up your names this time.
1: Those were, everything about those was right. Yes! Perfect.
0: Yes! <laughs> Sorry, last time... Uh, karina was on i i even asked her how to pronounce her name and then i fucked it up so
2: <laughs> oh no what'd
0: you say karina every every okay. other yeah. version that she's probably heard they all of her life
1: oh forever they're all i've heard it all at this point
0: but that was the glee
1: days and we're done with
0: that uh now we're here to talk about begin again which like i said Ian Brodsky has a uh, has a has a role in it a featured yes. role if you will mm-hmm. um, uh, it was written the screenplay is by John Carney music and lyrics okay so like some of the songs are a different combination of these names uh, but it, uh, music and lyrics are by Greg Alexander Danielle Brisboy Br- I don't know how to say Brisbois. Brisbois. Mm. Mm oh we're fancy it looks French Nick Lashley not Lachey which is I the did get I excited
1: that I was like Nick Lachey's <laughs> I did I did have
2: to do a double take when you <laughs> sent us the outline
0: this is what I found on IMDB and Wikipedia so a grain of salt with everyone uh Rick N- Knowles and Nick Southwood uh directed by John Carney which I believe this is This is the second John Carney film I've done on this podcast. The other one being Sing Street. And according to IMDb, a chance encounter between a down and out music business executive and a young singer songwriter new to Manhattan turns into a promising collaboration between the two talents. Now, before we started recording, I was like, Ian, we're going to talk about the movie. But also, I got questions. Yeah. (laughs) Fire away. First of all, do you actually know how to play the violin?
2: Yes. Um, I have been playing violin since I was seven. Um, that so was you lied in the first. movie. Great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, the, the character, Malcolm, <laughs> earlier than Ian. Um, Here's
1: the thing. Ian playing this character is playing a character, but it is also just a little bit of like, hey, Ian, show up and be a just younger version of yourself. That's truly what it was, down to the costuming. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> well, was
0: that your like 2013 style, basically?
2: Um, kind of. Um, like bits and pieces of it were. Like, I remember going for fittings, and there were some like like pieces that I was like, "Oh yeah, I'd actually wear that. I'd wear the <laughs> shorts. Oh, I like I... those shoes. I wonder if I can walk away with them." <laughs> um, and it was just like, then they just kind of made the most bananas combinations of the shirts and the shoes and the pants to make him real fucking nerdy but like to my own discredit i one day walked at him or i I put on some clothes looked in the mirror and i'm like i'm wearing exactly something i wore by accident (laughs) from this film yeah
0: um oh my goodness well i mean the film is great I yeah yeah you you follow mark ruffalo and he's it's a little sad (laughs) it's very sad but like the music, what a concept for an album. I mean, I I feel like I've heard about this concept, but never really heard about it. Like, I feel like it only exists in film and television. Right. To your music knowledge, both of you, do, have you heard of an album being created like this? Like with the streets of New York or a city as as ambient noise?
1: feel like I have, but I might be. And this is honestly the most on-brand sense I could say. I feel like I might be conflating it with an episode of Glee.
0: You are. You totally are. Because <laughs> I, I, I am too. And, and last time you were on, Karina, uh, you said Ian hasn't seen Mm-mm. Glee. So Ian, just wait. <laughs> yeah. Ready and ready.
1: Who's to know who stole it from who?
0: Right. Oh, Glee stole it from Begin Again. Because it, it, it definitely happened. The episode we're thinking of happened after the movie came out. So okay, then yeah.
2: I believe it. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, but like the ans- whole. Oh, oh yeah. Keep, yes. Well, to answer your question, um, I, I, kind of like what Karina said, I can imagine that that kind of thing is out there but at the same time and like not to make this about me again but on my <laughs> on my on my debut album clever but devastating available wherever you can stream music um i promise this wasn't an excuse to plug but here we are um one of the songs on the album we didn't record it in New York um i recorded it out in the mountains of Massachusetts um and we oh. we recorded one of the songs just like in the mountains with like a sort of like locale mic, I forget what the correct term is. And then um we did the song a few times on the mountain and that's what was on the album. So you can kind of hear the ambiance there, but it's it's not New York.
0: <laughs> it's very different. I I'm not gonna lie, after I watched the movie I did download the soundtrack because like it was great. But like <laughs> I was very upset that they didn't actually make an album.
2: <laughs> yes yes like
0: I was very looking forward to like all of these songs that like you know they could have they could have like used the ones that are in the movie and then like made two more for all I know but like I was very upset yeah
2: <laughs> yeah that would have been really fun
0: can I be shady for a hot second is that actually Kira Knightley singing yes okay
2: because like I could I mean you could, I couldn't
0: tell. If you it could tell,
2: yeah, and yeah, and I believe like the story goes like so: the role was supposed to be Scarlett Johansson, and then Scarlett Johansson, I think, dropped out to do Ghost in a Shell. LOL. Oh, um, funny. I, like oh, shit. this, like I, 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 this is just my very bad mental math, but I think that's what might have happened. Um, and so I think the story was like John happened to watch a movie that Kira was like singing in, and like yes, it was her singing, and then. He was just kind of like, "We can work with that, right?" Creative team, and they were like, "Totally." So it was. It was her. Everything was pre-recorded, unfortunately. But yeah, that's that's her singing.
0: But that's how movies work. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. Not everything it... can be lame as <laughs> a Rob twenty twelve.
1: That's
2: it. correct. That's the correct
1: <laughs> thing for it to be. If you had had Scarlett Johansson in this movie, you would have had three people from the MCU in this movie. I
2: know. Yes.
1: Like three pretty major players in the Marvel Cinematic Universe would have just come out of this movie. And right.
0: that, but at the time it would have been only two of them because, yes. because Haley yeah. Steinfeld has, didn't do Hawkeye yet. Right. Oh, nerding out about the MCU. Welcome to my musical <laughs> podcast, everyone. Amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. I support it. Um, okay. So questions I have for you. Um, okay. So when is your spinoff movie and series happening?
2: Yo, I, I'm ready. I am ready for Malcolm 10 years later, just being like a washed up prodigy, trying to figure out his life. Disillusioned child prodigy. Disillusioned child prodigy, figuring out his life. Um, like Or, I, I would, or would you still or, be
0: in the band? Would the band still be together?
2: That's the other option, because like, mm. as we were rapping and as like premieres and stuff were happening, John was always like, joking maybe not in wink but like yeah we'll do the sequel and we'll all go to paris and i'm like i'm fucking ready i'm sorry can i swear <laughs> <Yeah>. of course right <laughs> um g- good um so like there had always been the half joke half maybe he's serious about doing the sequel where all of us travel europe and make concept albums around europe i am still ready and available and <laughs> willing i would absolutely love to do that again with this team well, great for you because John Carney definitely listens to my podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So he's... he told me yesterday. Yeah. Oh, thank God! <laughs> While you guys were texting each other, exactly. I was like, "Sup, Johnny?" <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, I heard."
0: <laughs> um. Uh. So, a question I have for you: In the movie, there's a moment where you're dancing on the roof. Why?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Literally well, because <laughs>
2: Literally, because we had the rooftop all day, we were doing um some, we were just doing some shots and in preparation of like that sort of climactic, um, like rooftop uh, night music video. And as we're doing takes in before one of them, he just goes, uh, Malcolm, in this one, go dance around the rooftop. And I went, deal. And <laughs> that's, that was one take. Maybe we did like two takes, but like that was just a sort of one-off kind of thing he just kind of loved throwing me into shit and just being like hey can you try this this take hey can you like like be weirder about it this take and so (laughs) he said go dance and I did and then when he cut he was like you've got some moves and I'm like yeah I'm kind of really good at this and he's like I can tell
0: (laughs) I'm kind of a musical theater person
2: yeah um so that's that's how and why short answer long uh so
0: the woman that played your sister did you know her shannon. before
2: this? um no we met at the callback um and i mean like i can of course as with everything in this movie like i could talk about it and ramble on about it all day and like that even goes for shannon because um shannon and i became like really tight um but we met at the callback um just because um she needed to borrow rosin for her bow and i had it and then (laughs) that's how we met and then the way that it ended up turning out was um kenna who played the bassist went in for a callback then i went in for a callback and then shannon went in for a callback and then when we all showed up on set we were all like oh i i i know you (laughs) um and so no that's where that's where we all met oh my god could you imagine if
0: john carney made a behind the scenes movie of like the, the audition process for this one yeah <laughs> he's, listening. Been, he's listening he's, so he's listening he's listening yeah this is great f- yeah great uh material right here and that's Again. like a nice meat cute yeah moment.
2: and like because the two of us were with the exception of Haley, the two of us were the youngest on set the whole time so we were, and our, and our trailers were adjoining too. Like there was literally like a fake wall between our, our stations and the honey wagon. Um, so we used to like yell at each other through the wall. Um, (laughs) like one time it was hailing and I was like, yo, Shannon, are you seeing this? And she's like, I am. Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, like we were the youngest there. Like we were, I mean, a lot of us were very new and green and we just kind of were sticking with each other. Um, and, we, we clicked and we're still good friends to this day.
0: Are you still a jam band? Please tell me you, that you guys yeah. are a jam band.
2: We were for a minute. We were in preparation for like the premieres and the releases. And at the time, all of us were in New York or New York based. Um, and kind of our, the way we bought ourselves into these premieres was like, we got together, um, Kenna, who is the bassist, he had, his, I don't know if he still does, but he had his own band and we got together. We, with his band, all of us, big super band, we learned a couple of his songs, sent them to the production company. And they were like, this is great. Yeah. You can come to the premieres and <laughs> uh, of, of the movie that you're
0: in. Yes. Right.
2: Okay. I mean, like that was for the New York premiere. I, um, I was able to be like, I happened to be there. Uh, Shannon and I happened to be there when they were talking about Toronto. Cause we knew it was going to Toronto um and so they gave us an email we emailed and we got like permission to go to toronto but for the new york premiere this this jam band was kind of how we bought our way in um and so yeah we sent that their way they were like absolutely you can come to the premiere that you're in and um (laughs) yeah it was that's that was that and then we were able to perform at the after party as well so it, it was it was cool so I'm not gonna lie this is my
0: first time watching this movie and I'm kind I'm really happy y'all picked this because like a it has nothing to do with glee uh b, <laughs> b I feel like I feel like out of um all of John Carney's movies this is like the most like musical version mm-hmm. one cuz like a lot of the so- uh, it's like this the stereotypical musical where the songs help with tell the story Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm thinking of the song like a fool like that blew my mind when that happened yeah it has nothing to do with Ian Brodsky here but like still it was in the movie that he was in uh (laughs)
2: lest we
0: forget lest we forget (laughs) but like I don't know I feel like I just after watching that I was like I want to like start a relationship and just to break up via voicemail like that
2: (laughs) it's funny because like kind of the reception because of course like I was a theater major Karina was not but uh she was in with all of us theater majors and was nearby yeah she was adjacent and um when that came out like that was kind of the response from our friend group was the positive reaction to it being a sort of structured musical theater piece in itself Um, yeah that definitely resonated I think with a lot of people
0: I was also yelling at my screen for them not to kiss in that one moment after um, she Mm -hmm. told off the label. I was just like, don't do it. Don't do it. Do not, do not. And then they didn't. And I was very happy.
2: They don't. And yeah, because it's funny because there's paparazzi photos of them kissing. And I think maybe they did a couple takes where I was like, "Eh, try it. We'll see what happens. But in the script, in the script, in the original script, which I still have like over there, they do not, and I was really <laughs> happy to see that they ended up not. So I, I love think-
1: that this is not a like romantic, like a movie with any romantic relationships in it. Yes, well, there there are, there are, there but, are. Like, but, but like not in the you- way you would expect. Like, if you were like, right, thinking-
0: the easy route would be the two leads fall in love,
1: right? Right,
2: right.
0: But like, I'm, I'm glad that you know, Mark Ruffalo's character ended up going back to Catherine Keener. Um, mm. Uh, uh, Kira Knightley has to learn about loving herself first before mm-hmm. she can love others. Yes, mm-hmm. RuPaul. Um, mm-hmm. But I I gen- I really did like this movie.
2: I mean... Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I only had so much to do with it, but I do always love when people are like, oh, I, I really like that movie. And it's, it's great, because I am really proud of it. But go on, you were talking. I'll <laughs> shut up. Well, so...
0: There is one thing I didn't really, I didn't like about it. It had nothing to do with your performance. You were, uh, you were giving me tens across the board. Um, Thank you. It was the fact that we kept, like, going back to that one moment in time where the worlds collided. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I was like, this is getting now a little too repetitive for my taste.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking along the same lines when I saw it. Like, there was a way that could have been consolidated into one, perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Um, just in my humble opinion, John, no, no shade, no, no shade, Johnny.
0: No, no shade, Johnny, yes. Uh, but also, w- did they only get, why did they only get two out of the four voice coaches at the time? What, what happened to Christina Aguilera? Where was she?
2: So, what was she doing? Wait. Wait, why am I blanking? Because we have Adam.
0: Adam. Adam and CeeLo Green. CeeLo. Um,
2: yes, yes. And then there was Christina and-,
1: and blake shelton right blake Shelton, yes.
2: that's yeah that's really funny i didn't i don't think i ever clocked that <laughs> how could you not <laughs> I, or maybe i did like once in passing like seven well, years ago and i was like oh that's funny but yeah but well, like, also because the- like Seal hasn't been on the voice in so long so like i forgot that that was a thing
0: Right, and he's—I mean, I do like his character in this movie because he's just like, "Hey, I'll do anything for this guy." He's, right, you know, mm-hmm. he definitely scratched my back back in the day. So, um, and it's—it's it's nice to see that type of character because, like, again, the easy route would be like, "Go fuck yourself, do it your do it your own way." Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that, like, you know, I feel like this movie breaks a lot of rules when it comes to musicals. Hmm and i'm here for it
2: yeah absolutely
0: um okay so back to more questions for you please (laughs)
2: yeah did mark ruffalo hulk Hulk out on set no um (laughs) damn it sorry he i mean and it's funny because this we filmed this right after avengers was released so we're all just kind of we're all just kind of standing there just like there he is. Do we, there he is. Do we Do we even, do we bring this up? Um, <laughs> and like,
1: <laughs> and
2: okay. he, he, he was just like super chill, like the whole time. Like not like, not like Bruce. And I was going to say Bruce Wayne, but like Bruce Banner, like. Oh, he's not like Bruce unadable. Wayne either. He's not like age. Bruce Wayne either. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. no, he, nothing, nothing like the Hulk. Um, just super, super chill the whole time. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so
0: for both of you, which version mm-hmm. of Lost Stars do you prefer? Because it's it's sung three
2: times in the
0: movie? Right,
2: there's like three renditions.
0: Yeah, we get the one in the flashback that where yes. Kira just wrote it. We mm-hmm. get the, we kind of hear what was called the overproduced version. Right. And then there's Adam's version at the end, which, again, I'm so happy she decided not to go up there and
1: be, be with that.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing it is both of, I hate that I like Adam Levine. So I don't really like Adam Levine as <laughs> in any most contexts, but I do love, I like his version better of this song. It's just his falsetto on the bridge is just chef's kiss and I love it. It builds to it. It's perfect. But goddamn, if I don't hate Adam Levine and I don't want it, I don't want this to be my opinion, but there you go. Stupid Adam Levine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, to be fair, you do have Adam Levine essentially playing himself in this movie. Oh, um, my
1: God. I was literally just like, so I watched this movie uh, about like this morning. I had a special time this morning. I woke up and I was like, I'll throw it on. And Which is way we do
2: our podcast.
1: Basically. And I was texting one of Neenian's friends who we have a lot of opinions on adam levine and ian um and so (laughs) and she mentioned she was like adam well first she sent me a screenshot that said adam levine didn't get paid to do this movie because he's fucking adam levine he's like i had the privilege to not think about money and i wanted acting to be something separate than my music
0: okay really
1: Uh, yeah according to buzzfeed um and then you watch it and you're like oh my god adam levine you're just playing you including the kind of guy who would like progressively grow facial hair just to seem like he's more in the mo- like moment with the music it's just ugh.
0: yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie I didn't mind his performance
1: no I, I mean think I, he
0: did a good job totally. yeah him and him act. and CeeLo like they were very natural they because you know sometimes there are people who do like a, that crossover where they aren't the greatest at acting (laughs) and you're like okay but like why I don't know but I mean he did his job it sounds like and you know he he was great I do I do like his voice yeah personally um and yeah I'm gonna agree the at the unplugged version if you will the one at the end where he's live that one I prefer yeah. um No, no shade to Kira Knightley, but like, I didn't. I, it, I think it needed more in terms of like instruments in her version, at least in the movie. I mean, I don't right. know if I, I, I haven't listened to it. On, if it's uh if her version's on the soundtrack, um, so there is a version. Is. Spotify. Yeah. yeah,
2: they have the full like, and I, I haven't. <laughs> truth be told i haven't watched the movie in a minute so i forget exactly what the arrangement is in the film you didn't On... rewatch watch it for this podcast how dare you <laughs> i i lived it um, <laughs> um, but um if you listen to the soundtrack version it does have kind of what might have been the full band in a way so there's strings there's it's really beautifully orchestrated. And I think that's why I prefer that version. Mm. I really love Kira's even more like slow down balladic version. I know Karina hates ballads. So um, that's off the table, but something about like Kira's very pure voice with these beautiful orchestrations, beautiful lyrics that really like Adam's version is awesome. And like, god bless it it was oscar nominated but mm-hmm. something about the Kira version just really like hit home with me and i just i stick with that one i'm i'm i'm, I'm totally in the minority i know that's like I, well i'm heard, like
0: i said i haven't listened to the soundtrack the one on the soundtrack but like a, in the movie it just it felt like you could tell like they were making a song you know right, like right. It, it didn't feel like a song it felt like they were still building it
2: right totally um,
0: which you know, no, no, tea, no shade or anything. It, it was just you know, it, in what I saw in the movie, I think I preferred Adam's version at the yeah. end because it was fully realized in everything. Right. Plus, and like also
1: Levine's like a pop, like a super mega pop star for a reason. Like, obviously, the man knows how to sing.
0: Right. And, and also, it was like her, like the only way I can equate it is like the song Katy Perry's "Roar." Like it was her mm. roar moment. Where she's mm. like, I'm I'm not gonna go back to this because it's comfortable and easy. I'm gonna love myself. Right. Which is a actually, <laughs> which is a Haley Steinfeld song. Like uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> full circle, everyone. All for Full, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um okay, so I really like the scene where it was talking about where um, Mark Ruffle is talking about, like, you can find out what a person is with their music library. So let's get a little personal, everyone. What's in your music library?
2: Karina? You gonna
1: make me go first, Dean? All right. Yeah. You um, know what?
0: I'll go first. So this Okay. One... okay. Fair, fair. So, like, I, of, of course, I listen to a lot of soundtracks and uh, cast recordings and all that. But then also every once in a while, I throw in my chemical romance. Or um, I I've been getting into a no doubt kick, especially after Hell doing, yeah. especially after doing Glee stuff, which not, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Karina <laughs> knows what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah,
0: Ian's just like I no doubt I'll get Glee. there. What? Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. It is, it is one of the best moments of Glee. I will say this, mm-hmm. and I will be awesome. on record forever and always. But uh, yeah, you know, and then I also got on a binge of like listening going back to like my high school days and listening to good charlotte
1: okay yeah
2: respect it
0: yes all right what's on your libraries everyone
1: so i've been we won't say criticized we can say lightly mocked for um the way i listen to music um my husband is like you you're the worst person to try to put on a playlist because I am a hyperfixator on music and I am also like very, uh, genre hoppy. Um, but first and foremost, I am, I, I am a pop music fangirl, um, been most of what I've been listening to this month has been just literally one song on repeat. Harry Styles released it out his first single a couple of weeks ago. So I've been listening to, uh, uh his new release as it was. I got really into Orville Peck last year, so there's been a lot of gay country music on my thing. My top artist on Spotify last year was Taylor Swift. Um,
0: was that the re-release? I, hmm? Was that her the uh, doing the re-release it's all of, of it. Red? Yes,
1: but it's all of it. It's She okay. did release, re-release Red, and that uh, had, a, had a moment. Yeah, my top five artists last year in 2021 was Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Bo Burnham, One Direction, and Orville Peck, which is a pretty good... Um, <laughs>
2: That's like a good, like, pop niche market.
1: Yeah, that's... Also,
2: it's very on-brand for you.
1: Well, then 2020, it was Harry Styles, One Direction, Carly Rae Jepsen, Conan Gray, and then Andrew Lloyd Webber.
2: Of course it was, because that was the year that we... <sighs>
1: that was the year we, we recorded record yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, such it's a good a movie. movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't so, think of anything
2: wrong with it. I have no notes.
1: It's It's pop music. It's soundtracks. And it's One Direction, and which I know technically falls under pop music, but for me, they're actually a subgenre. They're a different category where I have sold them some of my life force and can't seem to get it back, so. Um, I'm a hey, mess, uh, is most of what the answer is. is that, I'm just a mess.
0: Okay, Ian, the, everyone's right. dying to know.
2: I know. Okay. Um. So mine, like my entire music library is pretty eclectic but i tend to stick with like alt rock and singer songwriter kinds of things so huge fan of fiona apple glenn hansard back on the john carney train um i, I love me some jason moraz um Joni mitchell um but i um i also love vampire weekend um I've been on a killer's kick and a Weezer kick lately. Weezer just released a, um, an album that's like spring themed and it's very good. Highly recommend. What? Um, <laughs> yeah Why am I it's just so hearing good. about this? <laughs> it's so good. Like it, um, I, I listen to that like Apple music playlist that comes out every Friday where they curate like different songs yeah. from each genre. So on the like alternate one was one of uh, like the single from the new album, a little bit of love. Highly recommend. Oh, um, okay. But also like, I love Britney Howard and Alabama Shakes, uh, Black Pumas, um, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I could just keep on rambling on about all the music that I love. Um, ben Folds is a big inf- like influence for me. Um, yeah, and also just going to shout out a couple lesser known names. Uh, Sierra Fregale, uh, Brian Dunn, Kate Yeager um no jersey joe kroger these are all people that like i know so like <laughs> if i can signal boost some of my cohorts that on a podcast like i'm going to take the opportunity so Do all it. great like um singer songwritery alternative folk rock kinds of stuff um and that's even just and that's just scratching the surface uh-huh. so, yeah. so uh, to relate
0: it to the movie uh whose album would you listen to more um Kira Knightley's character or Adam Levine's character?
2: I'd probably end up with Kira's more, especially like knowing like the way that they went about that with mm-hmm. like the way that Mark Ruffalo's character uh had produced it. I think I would be super into that. I think I would appreciate um adam's uh album for like what it is like as probably some pretty solid pop rock music but I think I would probably be uh, hitting Kira's album up on repeat quite a bit. I think
1: I would be like, I would be the two say, like the two top singles off of Adam Levine's character's album. I'd be like the two songs that got radio play and then probably feeling better about myself or having grabbed at least a couple songs off of Kira's album. Maybe that sounds like something that would be in my Spotify discover, like something we think you might like that you haven't heard before but I would have definitely like fallen prey to the radio play singles from Adam Levine's character.
0: So I'm trying to think back as to me in 2013, I think I would have found Adam Levine's one of the top songs from the album because somebody posted it on Facebook and I was Mm -hmm. just like, became obsessed with it. And then potentially like my sister or somebody who is into like, um, alternative indie artists would have told me about Kira Knightley's album and then I would have become obsessed with it so I feel like that's how my journey would have been
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> if
0: these albums were real
2: um, I think it would have been fun to have like a like a Carole King um, Shirelles moment where like you have the sort of known lost stars and then you have that like original version over to the left where you can like listen to both at the same Ooh. time I mean you can do that now but like kind you of in that a world where you're like oh like Kira Knightley is like the like that's the Carol King of like this kind of thing <laughs> like that that would have been fun like for all the music nerds that are out there comparing tracks and shit.
0: Yeah, because you know, it's just so it's. I'm re- I'm still really upset that there is no album that of Kira Knightley's Oh, thing, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I checked iTunes. I probably it it seemed like. They were also advertising a fake website at the end there, right? And I thought that, that was going to be real. I thought it was. Yeah. I, it, oh. <laughs> very upset. I'm very upset, everyone. Yeah.
1: You can get the rooftop version of "Tell Me If You Want to Go Home."
0: Oh yes, of course. But like you know, right. that one.
1: But like, it, they released a studio version and a rooftop version on the. They right. didn't like a full soundtrack. It's just like music from and inspired by. Um. Um, at least on spotify i don't know what it is on well
0: it, it looked like in the movie they made like nine tracks or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that.
2: yeah and then they on the album they've included like different one- versions of the songs plus like songs that were given to like silo or to mm-hmm. adam that didn't make it into the movie um yeah yeah, so it's a, it's pretty all encompassing on the on the uh, on the soundtrack as I have it from Apple Music.
0: Okay, <laughs> I literally downloaded it after watching the movie last night, so I was Hell like, yeah. I was like, we're gonna listen to this at one point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what was I gonna ask? I had a good question and then I totally forgot. Oh, so I know we talked. I mean, we kind of did say that this was like a musical, but would we call this a musical or is it another like movie with music?
1: I consider this more a movie with music. Like I think it is it's a to me it's like a musical it's a musical movie in the same way that like music and lyrics is a musical movie in that making music and songs are a really driving force of the plot, but it doesn't I wouldn't like call it a musical like Mamma Mia is a musical where it's okay. about right singing because you have to and and like to your mom um, it's not about like singing to your mom on a Greek island because your feelings are so big it's about like the literal process of making music so it feels just more grounded than a music to
2: me I agree and I think there's like room for adaptability like if it were Mm -hmm. like with with, uh, John Carney's other movies like if it were to make its way on stage there's uh, there's a lot of uh, real estate with that but I, I ultimately, oh, yeah. I agree with what Karina said, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I love that John Carney has, like, this weird, I want to call it style, where it's all, like, based around, mo- like, if you look at his IMDb, a lot of his stuff is based around music, but it's not a mm-hmm. um, full-blown musical, like right. Mamma
2: Mia. Um, yeah.
0: But, I mean, I say keep, keep
2: churning them out. <laughs> Absolutely. He Clearly, he knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like Sing Street is amazing. I don't know if either of you have seen that movie. Um, I love it. I, I'm going to highly recommend that one, Karina. Like, you should. Yeah. I do feel like you'd really like it.
1: I'll look into it. it.
0: It's, it's set in the 80s in Ireland, and so okay. there's a lot of 80s music that is mm-hmm. anachronistic, but, like, forgive it, because... <laughs> <laughs> Because we we have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, any other stories that you can tell us that you remember? Um...
1: Ian's clothes were being sold on eBay.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Yeah, someone was like selling his costume. No, so I guess from the movie on eBay.
2: And I guess like that's kind of a thing that productions do, is that like when they have leftovers, like leftover costume pieces that they don't use, they can put it on eBay and be like this was worn by this in this movie. I didn't know that until a friend of mine from high school sent me a link on Facebook, basically saying, LOL, I'm going to buy this and get a part of film history. And I had to call her and be like, where the fuck did you find this? What is going on here? <laughs> and everybody, this was a mind blowing moment for everyone. So naturally, like, no one bought my stuff like what like you can go to the gap if you really want it yeah Um, if you want to look like
1: if you want to pay a lot of money to look like you dressed from old navy here you go
2: (laughs) I appreciate you
0: dragging me just now (laughs) but like I mean that's the good thing about this movie is that it's all natural yeah there isn't (laughs) like I mean I feel like maybe some of Kira Knightley's stuff was built for her but like you could right. buy things like that uh, there was no like costumes costumes if you know what i mean right
2: totally hmm. and like all of yeah and of course kira's and adams were like the only ones that actually sold of course um, yeah yeah but um yeah i mean like that you're you're dead on like it, it's very accessible stuff um i i think well i guess like my favorite story to tell from this is um the night that we were filming the rooftop stuff where we were filming, um, tell me if you want to go home. Um, So we were just kind of like there all day because like the first part of the day was shooting that daylight sequence where I'm dancing around, like we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And then the night from like 10 PM until question mark was (sighs) filming um, like the song, the song proper. And It was just like take after take after take of us playing along to the song, but in between every take, the crew was resetting, they're doing their thing, and us being real musicians, John Carney included, were able to just start jamming out in between takes, so we had, like, John Carney was, like, leading us in some, like, uh, uh, not Barry Manilow, oh god, oh god, Billy Joel, um, like two very different, different, different artists two yeah. very different artists um, but he was like leading us through some Billy Joel we had um Harvey who was our drummer like he would start like he would just start with like um a beat and start singing some lyrics like um one time it was like stand by me and then like Kenna comes in with the bass and like I come in with like some like harmon- uh harmonic vocals uh david on the piano came in with some other harmonies and some keys and stuff like and between every take it was just something new that we were jamming out to and it was so just so fucking cool on top of filming a music video like on top of this rooftop in midtown where like the metlife building is over there and um there's another and the empire state building is over there and it just felt so like surreal and it was it was just the coolest thing to experience me having no experience with this at all um and then after that um I thought okay like I can just take a train home as I normally do but then I get to the path station to take the train out the last train just left the station as I am like running to make it Oh, no. I take a train or um, I take a cab to Port Authority. Port Authority is closed.
1: I didn't know it they could just, do that.
2: I, I didn't either, but it was just fully closed. I had no way of getting into Port Authority and therefore no bus ride home. That's that's weird. And meanwhile, like I'm only 20 at the time and like I. Oh, did you say that again? My. Your Siri is like... My Siri is into this. Um, yeah. And so Port Authority is closed and I'm on the phone with my parents. I'm, I'm 20 years old. Like I know my way around the city and stuff, but like I, I'm still at this point like stranded. Um, and it's two in the morning. I'm on the phone with them. I'm in cabs between like Penn Station, Port Authority, the path. And finally I call up the AD on the production. I was like, hey, is there any way... I know Shannon is crashing at whatever hotel y'all are putting people up in. Can I like crash with her? And so they're like, yeah, come back to base camp and like, we'll get you set up. And so they, I take the, I take a cab back to the base camp after almost leaving my phone in the cab. Um,
0: Oh shit.
2: Yeah. And then um, I go to base camp. They hook me up like with a room key and they take me over to the hotel, which is this beautiful, beautiful boutique hotel on 35th and 5th. And it's all, and it's like three in the morning. I just go up. I have this king-size bed all to myself. Like, I couldn't believe it. I felt like a fucking movie star. Aww. And yeah, I, I was truly living my nerdiest dreams, just jumping on the bed, like <laughs> starfishing out on this king-size bed. I go to sleep. I wake up. I take a shower. And then as I'm like getting ready, thankfully, I also happen to have an extra set of clothes because they... I forget why they must have been like, hey, hey, you tend to dress similarly to your character. Can you bring a couple (laughs) options? And so I did. Um, And luckily I had a change of clothes. So as I'm like changing, the bill slips under the door and I was like, oh, this will be neat. And I look at it and it's like five hundred seventy four dollars charged to the card on file and i'm like well i don't know who this amanda person is but thank you amanda oh
1: and god
2: then i was just able to um, i thought I, I thought they
0: were like and thank you for staying with us even though you're <laughs> a feature in this movie
2: and like right we don't know who the fuck you are. have to, you yeah. still have to pay for it right but no production covered it god bless and um then i got to uh I just got to take the train home on my day off and this is the story I have from it and it was awesome
0: um I think I know the answer to this but did you actually play on the album like was that no you?
2: no it wasn't and I'm bummed about it because I mean like I I knew that everything's pre-recorded but I was I was just kind of hoping that knowing that they hired real musicians like we all had to play in our callbacks that we would have that time to get together and like really do this thing but we didn't it's cool we got to do it live quote-unquote but mm-hmm. we all we all received our sheet music in it like in advance for filming so uh, we were able to sync along but we are all able to play play the it. music yeah because like so i mean unfortunately uh,
0: not i it looks like everyone across the board in this movie knows how to play whatever instrument that they're assigned to yes. um I can't speak for like, you know, Mark Ruffalo or Haley Steinfeld or Kira Knightley or James right. Corden, but like, like if they went to like a music boot camp or whatever, but like, you guys, it all seemed like, yeah, like, yeah. I know I, I, it was a stupid question to ask you if you play the violin, because like, um, no. <laughs> You, have, well, you, see, you can't really fake that in a movie,
2: right? And you still see it all the time. And there's a couple parts in the movie where, like, I see something not lined up, or I see something off, and like it's, like, it's painful for me. But also, like, um, you, a friend of mine texted me within the past year a screenshot of someone playing a violin in like an Amazon show, and she was like, "Is this how you do that?" And I, and I had to tell her, "No, it's not. Don't know what they're doing there, but that's not real." Well, yeah because like the you only want one... you
0: you all looked like you could hold the instruments properly right at least, which is which is like a little bit of an ask because like you know with violin it's very specific the way that, like you're you... I don't know how to play violin I, I never played stringed instruments but like you have to like hold your chin a certain way and like look at it but like not but do at the same time right have the bow holding at the
2: right a yeah moment. um and it, yeah, and the only one that really had to like, the only ones that really learned for the film are Kira on guitar because her husband plays. Um, and Shannon actually learned cello for the movie. She auditioned on violin. And then oh. in, the spirit of, in the spirit of just saying yes, they were like, hey, would you mind learning cello? And she just went, sure. And so she learned cello for the film.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, is it
1: like a big... How big of a leap is it to go from violin? Um,
0: so you're going from like holding
2: your art Tiny
1: to big, but.
2: to Yeah. yeah. Um, and the fingering's different as well. The strings are different. It's it's an adjustment. I don't know how big per se. And I think that answer is going to vary depending on like your musicianship skill. And, yeah. <laughs> and skill and how fast you're learning it for a movie. Um, mm-hmm. but, and like but, who's yeah. teaching you or if you're teaching yourself. Right. And, like, and to her credit, like, she pulled it off. Like, she learned all these songs that they threw at us and learned how to play a new instrument in, like, a month. So. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, look like she's been playing, a, a, a child prodigy playing. The yeah,
0: demo. yeah. Kudos to Shannon. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, if uh, i remember remembering correctly, and this is maybe just a chance for you to flex on yourself, did you learn guitar for Woody Guthrie's summer stage show or what yes. is it called okay yeah I yeah.
2: thought so. I was
1: like you've done that you've learned something for a show I
2: did I, I I did learn how to play guitar in like four weeks for a show but what? with guitar I think it's a little different because you can learn how to strum and jam out with some chords on guitar whereas That's, yeah with like a classical string instrument like not that the expectation is different, but you're more so learning how to do individual finger melody. Right. But yeah. and also the bow has to like hit the string
0: at the right point in order for you to get the sound. And it, yes, it's weird science. I don't
2: understand it. Yes, yeah, string
1: instruments scare me a little bit.
2: It's very particular, and um, it's a constant. It's a constant refining process that still haunts me to this day. <laughs>
0: This, is, this was a, good, a really good movie I have to say It like, was Like sometimes people are like Let's do this movie And it's pure shit And I'm like okay <laughs> oh. The it's
1: funny it. thing is Like So this movie's been out Since 2013 right So it's been forever Within the past two months Both my parents Individually of each other Texted me to be like Hey I was just watching This movie on Netflix And Randy Edens in it I was like yeah That's him and his movie They did not know that's the movie he was in. They were just watching it for fun because it's, and they were both like, hey, I know that man.
0: Well, so while I was watching it, you know, I had IMDb up to be like, Ian Brodsky, Malcolm. I was like, okay, so we're waiting for Malcolm. We're waiting for Malcolm. We're waiting for Malcolm. And then I was just like, wait, is Malcolm going to be like an industry person or something? Because like, you know, there's Mim, who Mm -hmm. has maybe a word. um, A word, Yeah. And and then he shows up, and I was just like, "Ah, there he is!
1: <laughs> it's our boy."
0: Is that is our boy? Is, is your boy?
1: <laughs> it's our boy. Yeah, we all saw it in theaters. We were all very proud of him.
0: So wait, were you you all weren't in, in college at the time that this movie came out?
1: 2013. It came out. I was in college. Ian, was this filmed the summer before you graduated, or the summer after you graduated? Before. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah.
0: Because I, I was going to ask, like, did you all have like a? big like group viewing party with your friends from college or something um, I, I did not Um
1: no like I, I just went and saw it like me and Zach went and saw it in yeah. the together because it came out When did it, it came out in it, summer as well right yeah
2: it released fully in 2014
1: that's what it was so summer by that point yeah. we were all graduated uh, so okay. we all had we all saw it because I'm like I saw this in New York so I must have right. been there right Oh.
2: Uh,
0: is there anything else you all want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat?
1: Um. Hey, this movie has a weird amount of problematic people starring in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> or at least problematic people to me.
2: Well, <laughs> Go on. Adam okay, Levine. Well,
1: Adam Levine, as we discussed, who I don't think is a good person. Um, CeeLo, who has run into a bit of trouble.
2: Yes. Uh, oh. after this
1: movie. CeeLo has... Mm, careful with yeah. the show. and then the internet's biggest enemy James Corden
2: <laughs> right
0: I did write down why James Corden and I was like do you I know want to ask is- that you know.
1: so I mean, what's fascinating about it to me because I hello I'm a slight James Corden scholar Uh <laughs> to the one direction thing this was filmed and came out pre James Corden late late show yes. so this was before James Corden was American mainstream mm-hmm. right so he's kind of this like Unknown big air quotes there for you in this movie, and now you watch it and you're like, Oh, James Corson's in this, can't right. But like at the time, he was like UK's kind of musical, sort of connected, like uh, fun loving boy. And so John Carney was probably like, Yeah, we'll bring him over,
2: right? Well, so,
0: this was was this after two governors, or at the so same- he
2: we when we were filming this, he had just won the Tony. Okay. So he was pulling double duty, um, filming that during the day and then performing that at night. Um, and so was David in the band. He was filming that during the day. And then he was in once after they had just won the Tony at night. That's so funny. Um, and yeah, like I remember the rooftop night, like we had to, like part of our dinner break was so that they can go do their shows and then come back. Um, oh, so that's yeah.
0: probably why it's like, Day and then night because Probably. they had to do the two hour long show or whatever right. and they
2: come back. Oh my um, God. Yeah, but this was before James Corden was like the James Corden we know and are. And Love? Have, <laughs> no. The, the, the James Corden we know. Um, yeah. It, I did, it was a different time.
0: I did see on IMDb, so again, great assault, that he wrote all of his Busking songs. That sounds but, right. But, like, I, I don't know if it was just writing or if him just dicking around on his guitar outside of Union Square Park or is it Union Square?
2: Yeah, I that was like, Union Square.
0: I know my landmarks. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we?
2: Yeah. Sharp. Flat.
0: In this section, we're gonna highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it, and if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it can change, it's flat. Music humor for everyone. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first with their sharps?
1: I'll uh, go what? first with my sharps. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, we didn't really talk about this, and I it blew my mind, but like the Dan's daydream of producing Greta's song at the when it's like yes. his i'm out. going
1: to second your sharp on that is also one of mine that watching it, like, like it's of his brain is
0: it's kind of corny looking because you know it's yeah um it, it's things on strings playing around you know like puppeting mm-hmm. around but like it's very cool it works was, yeah and i'm <laughs> like this is i i see this this is probably what like writing music is like and you know mm-hmm. you know you imagine things um I also really like the idea of recording an album outside, um, mm-hmm. especially in New York, where it's, like, and amb- uh, alarms and people shouting and, you know, <laughs> other jam bands happening. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I know he's problematic, but I did, like, CeeLo's character, and at mm-hmm. least CeeLo himself was great in it. And then um, the song, Like a Fool. Like, that's a huge sharp mm-hmm. in my book, <laughs> because... <laughs> that is that is like again that's how i want to break up with somebody you know it's <laughs> it's just sing them a song about how much of an asshole they are because because <laughs> they accidentally slept with somebody what the fuck was with that like <laughs>
2: oh. oh man and working with celo like problematic stuff aside working with him was cool like he had good energy on set um but... Did you cross paths with adam I did not not only at the Toronto premiere, um, but we didn't like work together.
0: Yeah, because there's no um, I, I realize there's no scenes of
2: you guys. He doesn't, doing.
1: He doesn't right. hang out with the band.
2: No, um, I agree with all of those uh, sharps um, and mine are probably color. Mine are probably colored by the fact that like I lived it. Um, but um, tell me if you want to go home, which I know I told that whole story earlier, but like that was such a sharp like. For me watching that movie living that um that just was there was something really special about that i think and then um i i think the ending itself was sharp for me because oh yes like, like we yeah like we had talked about earlier i think it was great that we could see this other climactic beautiful song in full force um but you're also seeing like greta's healing and mark kind of healing himself and uh and kira just riding off into the moonlight on a bike um was like pretty beautifully done and i i thought that was a powerful ending moment there um yeah so those are the two that i will add okay
1: my sharps are the song coming up roses which i think is one of my like just a song. I think one of my favorite songs off of the album, especially my favorite is the song that kieran Knightley sings. Um, and just the small children providing backing vocals for that was just a beautiful little extra touch there. Um, talked about it a little bit, but Adam Levine's bridge in his version of Lost Stars uh, with his stupid Adam Levine falsetto. Oh,
0: fucking love it.
1: <laughs> I love it. It, honestly it's both a sharp and a flat because it's a sharp that I like how it sounds and it's a flat because I hate that I like it so much.
0: So <laughs> if that happens in this section, I call it a natural.
1: Mm. It was a natural. There you are. Beautiful.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it took me a while. I had to lay down afterwards because that, that took a lot of time to, <laughs> to that one up. The,
1: the brain power <laughs> of there, I oh it's also a sharp for me that this movie is rated R only because of the language. Like, that's the yeah. like, last time you oh, saw it a R movie only because they wanted to say fuck more than, like, however many times you're allowed to in a PG-13. Like, that's uh, the funniest thing to me.
0: I believe if there's two fucks in a movie, it's uh, R, or automatically. Like, one that fuck is PG-13, right. two or like, more, it's R. That, fact, wow, I didn't even yeah, register that.
1: This movie is rated R only for language, which I feel like you never see anymore. Probably because people are like, well we want to have more people be able to see this. So we'll just have them only say fuck once. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. John Carney was like, no. Fuck that. Hey, fuck. (laughs) I will make my movie R only for language. And I think it's so funny to me.
0: Well, yeah, because like the uh, MPAA is always wild and crazy. And that's another Mm -hmm. podcast for another time. But like the only other thing that you can, that they can clock this movie on is like the alcohol consumption. Yeah. Right, it's like, like there is there is no sex scene, no sex, no violence, no violence. There's no just pure language and language. and you know alcohol. But like
2: he's he's of age, so who cares? Yeah. Speaking of which, can I add a sharp? Uh, yes, from my column. Um, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier too. I think one of the best scenes in that movie is when they are drinking at the bar, Greta and Dan. And they're talking about, like, okay, well, like, we judge a person by um, what their playlist says about them. And they're talking about, like, oh, this artist isn't the re- real deal. You think that person is uh, authentic? No. And then Kieran Knightley <laughs> just goes, Randy Newman. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and Dan Mark Ruffle goes,
1: yeah, you're right. He's a real he, fucking deal. Right. You got goes, me right. there. Randy Newman. Me, yeah. Randy the most Newman. authentic artist there is out there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean...
0: That's a good segue. Cause my flat is Dan's opinions on women. Cause mm. like, mm. especially when he talks about how, um, Violet, is that her name? Yeah. yeah. But the daughter, Haley, yeah. Haley Steinfeld is dressed where it's like, she's in high school. Like this is, yeah. this is the time where they're supposed to experiment with their style and everything. And I mean, I think I like it how Kira Knightley broaches it better. Cause she's like from woman to woman. Mm-hmm. This is right. right. Um, and then also, when he, when D- um, Dan is talking to Greta about like her appearance, I was just like, yeah. I could do without this. I mean, it's a sad, it's still a sad truth about like, you know, it doesn't matter what you sound like, it's all about the looks and everything. Let women be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was also one of my flats is basically how they handled Haley Stein- the com. I didn't like how anyone handled the conversations of Haley Steinfeld and her mm-hmm. dressing and choices. I think part of it probably is a little like 2013. We don't like, like now we approach teenagers in style in a different way. Euphoria, like hello, yeah, like Gen Z be wild and like that's nothing. <laughs> what what Haley Steinfeld is wearing in this film, but I don't know. I still think even if you are another woman telling a teenager stop dressing like you're easy is uh, not a great thing to say to a child.
0: Oh, I don't think it's great either. It's just like, I think I prefer the way that she
1: I'd rather hear it from Kira Knightley than from Mark Ruffalo, my dad. But I right. just, that was everyone being like, hey, that's not, we, we, don't, we don't really do that anymore. As a society, we're trying to move away from discussing teenage girls' bodies and dressing choices. So no, thank you.
0: <laughs> Again, high school. Do, mm-hmm. I, I had a hot topic year yeah we don't talk about it but I do all the time <laughs> all right, he, yeah.
1: do have- Also, also they make her go from like cool alternative girl to like summer in the office building like she's wearing like a collared like blouse and a beige pencil skirt that she looks like oh yeah uh, like an intern, and I'm like, okay, there's a middle ground between like <laughs> where she started and what you've put her in, which is which is young secretary. Like,
0: I I do have, I mean, I did comment while watching the movie after Kira Knightley was like, let's go shopping and everything. I was like. I saw her, I saw Kelly Steinfeld stand up, and I was just like, "You are seven feet tall without
2: those shoes on." Yeah. <laughs> and like she was fifteen when we were filming that, and like she was already tall. I'm not tall. Like, I, like she was already my height, if not a little taller, at age fifteen while I was twenty. Like, she's just a, a string bean of a yes. human. Like, yeah. <laughs> was she really nice? Please tell me everyone in this movie is oh really nice. That's the thing. Everybody on this everybody on this project was wonderful. Great. Like, everybody, like, Kira is lovely. Mark is lovely. Um, even J- James Corden was cool. He was fine. <laughs> um, like, Catherine Keener was awesome. Silo um, was cool. Um, Haley was, like, she was still pretty new at the time, too, and, like, Pre-pitch perfect, right? Pre-pitch perfect, yeah. Um, our one of our um premieres was like right before Pitch Perfect two was announced with her in it. Um, but this was she
0: post True Grit or whatever movie that she post True Grit. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: And um, yeah, I mean, she was just like just a genuinely nice, darling individual, and like she was fifteen, so like her mom was with her the whole time, and her mom is really cool. Um, so yeah, like. I know like I'm biased and I see the whole thing through rose colored glasses, but genuinely like it was just such an awesome experience because everybody there was just so cool. And yeah. So do you have any plans about the movie? Um, yeah, I'm trying, I'm like (laughs) truly just trying to like, uh, remember what this movie is. Um, but, um, if you need to read the script, we will wait. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, like the the pacing at first is a bit of um, a flat for me because, kind of like what I was saying before, and kind of to what you guys were saying, I think you could have built um, "Step You Can't Take Back" in one. That could have been one song. I think you don't need to hear it two
1: times. once. right. Or I you're think just doing it and then with a the production. Yeah.
0: And then hear exactly. James Corden introduce her five thousand times in this movie. Yep.
1: Right.
2: So I think that could have been condensed. And I think like it might've been a little shorter and like, but they, I think they had other filler from other band medley moments or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But- More that, Ian Brodsky. Look, just, just that's, saying. I was there, I was there. <laughs> um, so that's the one that sticks out to me the most is that is that pacing thing. Um, yeah. And I'm sure- I'm sure there are others. Like, I know that nothing is perfect. Um, oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I, I mean, like, I didn't hate that as much. It was just a little, a little annoying. Like, if they did, if there was a yeah. fourth time they did that, I'd be like, we're done. We're done with it. like, <laughs>
2: Sir, sir.
0: We have to move on.
2: Move
1: on, <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: um, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? I mean, I'm going to listen to this whole album, so whatever.
1: <laughs> I know for a fact that i had both lost stars on a playlist and coming up roses on a playlist at some point let's see when can i find them don't know um
0: well yeah because like i mean i really did appreciate tell me if you want to go home but it, it, it seemed different like i've never heard yeah. of, of like <laughs> a lot of these a lot of these songs you can be like okay you're a little folksy you're a little singer songwriter right now like not in a bad way but like we've heard songs like this tell me I want uh fuck what's the name of it tell me you if you want to go home I it's it's different and new and then yeah this is the rooftop song right yes yes Yes. (laughs) Yes. okay yeah okay uh I didn't I didn't make a note of that but like when the electric guitar comes in I'm just like that's Mm -hmm. an interesting choice and at first it's like a little jarring but then you're like uh, I was like okay we get this we get we yeah we're settled in I like the song
2: and I think that's the one I would pick too um, because like, I love the lost stars is, um, but um, and I love step. You can't take back. Um, but I, I don't know. And again, maybe I'm just colored by my experience, but t- there is something special about tell me if you want to go home um, that I think is very playlist of my life uh, appropriate. Um, yeah. Maybe that and step you can't take back. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, and on that note, everyone, we are done with the episode. <laughs> wow. I know it goes by fast, doesn't it? <sighs> and that was with the bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> that will be edited out. Huzzah. Uh Karina and Ian, do you have anything you want to plug or promote? Did I say your name right? Did I fucking You it were
1: closed. You it's Karina. Kar-
0: Karina. I I yes. know I knew it was wrong. I was like, we're going. We go with it. Sometimes
1: you just gotta commit.
0: Uh, but do you have anything y'all want to plug or promote?
1: I mean, it does just so happen that Ian and I um do host a podcast together, yes, of you our you Yes, I know. Shocking.
2: <laughs> um, our podcast is called Glee. Aggressive. <laughs> I have to edit that clap every time, and every time yes. I love it. Uh, it's so good.
1: Yes, uh, it is our it is our. Uh, weekly, weekly recap podcast where we just as of a recording of this we just record, started recording season three so yes. we're really getting we're really getting into it now uh, And oh my god uh, yeah
2: <laughs> and the whole conceit is that Karina has seen it several times and I a professional theater actor musician person had until we started the podcast only seen four episodes which so is the right I,
0: amount that you should have seen either.
2: pretty much so it is very much chronicling my new coming of watching this show <sighs> yes
1: it's Ian's life journey with the uh, series Glee
2: yeah Karina was on here
0: talking about season 5 and choices yeah. were made that season
1: yeah I can't wow. we get to season 4 and 5 like season 3 when is the last like it's a quote, banger quote, quote, good season of Glee right and then everyone dropped off because they were like, oh, things are getting weird. I can't wait till things start getting weird. And I have to make <laughs> Ian watch every single one of these. Uh, technically, we also had a podcast about the musical Cats. If uh, yeah. you're looking for a short, limited run. Um, yeah. Oh, what's episodes. the name of it? Podcast. It's about podcast, podcast about cats, cats. The musical, the musical not animal. the animal.
0: Is there, is there like um, socials for that? Or is it just purely yeah. audio?
1: That Um, this technically yeah, it Um, was a limited run. We can't. There's only so much cat's content you can make at a time. I think.
2: I think it's Jellicle Pod is our social media for that one specifically. It's been dead for two years because that came out like right when COVID. Yeah, that came out when
1: the pandemic started.
2: Yeah. Um, Um, And then um, our show, um, our our current podcast is aptly aggressive on all the social medias. Yes. Uh,
1: um,
2: And gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you want to write in with your long form thoughts on anything glee or otherwise. Yeah. Challenge accepted. (laughs) I love that shit. We love
1: thoughts.
0: Yeah. I will I will look ahead into season three and just write down everything.
1: Everything. Good.
0: Everything. Um and if you want to be in touch with me about begin again and I don't know. Were you in this movie as well? Because it was set in New York, and I know a lot of people in New York. Let me know. Uh, you can email me at buddhasongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buddhasongpod. Which version of Lost Stars did you like, mm. uh, listener? You know, there's three versions in this. And I, is it just, it's basically Adam's and Kira's are only on, and it's like the, the good Adam version, not the overproduced one.
2: Oh, let me check. You can get got... Kira's
1: version, Adam's version, and then also a version called Into the Night Mix, which I think oh. is a club remix of, of Lost Stars. Thank but God.
0: It's, it's not the one that she listens to. In no, it's, it's a totally
1: different remix. And if you want to be part
0: of the next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about West Side Story, the 2021 remake. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Bye.